0: Hey friends, we continue our conversation this week on grief. Last week we looked at what grief is, what it's not. And this week we're looking specifically at how to walk through grief, how to walk with grief. And what makes this episode complicated is that there are no rules. There is no manual, there is no standard. Uh, But there are some key principles that apply to everyone regardless of what your situation is. The reality is we all grieve things all the time. And we often think that grief is associated with losing a loved one. But grief is so much more than that. It could be the end of a friendship, the loss of a job, the loss of health. Um, There are many things that we grieve, and every loss has to be mourned. And so... Looking this week at how do we walk through grief, um, there are several things to keep in mind. I read a quote weeks ago that resonated with me. It said, grief is like standing with your back to the ocean, not knowing when the next wave will come. And the fact of the matter is, is that grief will knock you down. You will fall down. There are times where you will feel overcome and like you can't keep doing it. But key principle number one is this when you get knocked out, when you get knocked down you simply have to get back up again you can't avoid grief you can't run from it forever you can't hide from it the only way to handle grief is to go through it they say that in order to heal you have to feel So key principle number one, when you get knocked down, get back up. You don't have to be strong. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to have days and moments, maybe even weeks or months, where you feel knocked down and you feel overwhelmed. But you have to get back up. You have to keep moving forward. Grief looks different for each one of us. Some of us cry. Some of us internalize. Some of us find it helpful to talk through things with a friend or maybe even a therapist. Some of us process by writing. But another key principle to walking in grief is to hold space for yourself. And here's what I mean by that. We are our own worst critics. If I told you to make a list of 10 positive things about yourself, chances are it would be a real struggle. If I told you to make me a list of 25 things you don't like about yourself, you wouldn't even have to think about it. We are hard on ourselves, much harder on ourselves than we are other people. Holding your holding space for yourself in your grief means this. I give myself permission to not be okay. I give myself permission to cry or to hurt or to mourn. You have got to hold space for yourself. And sometimes we may get frustrated with others thinking that nobody cares or nobody understands. And that's why the best thing you can do for yourself is to be an advocate for yourself. Let yourself have the memories. Let yourself feel the things that you need to feel, that you want to feel, or maybe you don't want to feel. Again, the only way through grief is exactly that, through grief. You're going to have to go through the process. You're going to have to feel the things. And, and sometimes in my grief journey, I like to sit and consider precious memories. And then there are times when I can't. And a tendency for those walking through grief is to bury it, to keep yourself busy, to keep your mind occupied. And while there is some value to that on some level, it is not healthy to do that all the time. There are people walking around on planet Earth who have not grieved things and it's buried deep inside. And one of these days, that thing is going to explode and it's going to come out. You know, it's funny if we see someone with a broken arm and a sling, we're not frustrated with them in two weeks for still having a sling on our arm. We're not saying, Yash, isn't your arm better? Aren't you over that already? (laughs) But we're like that with grief. And, And we're like that with each other, but we're also like that with ourselves. Saying things like, it's been 10 years. I should be over it by now. Well, should is condemning. Should is judgmental. Again, there is no manual or standard set for walking through your grief. And because we are all made up in different ways and hardwired and and unique ways, it looks different for each one of us. So again, walking through grief. Number one, when you get knocked down, get back up. Number two, hold space for yourself. And the third thing I think is the most important. Don't do it alone. I'm a Christian and have been since I was eight years old. My faith and my relationship with the Lord is very important to me. And what I have found over the years is while I have great friends and um, people that care, no one truly understands my journey like the Lord does. After all, he is the author of my story and holds the pen. And so sometimes in my grief, I can grow weary And discouraged, thinking that nobody cares or nobody understands. But the reality is, is I have the Lord walking with me. And because I have the Lord walking with me, I don't need anyone else to walk with me. I don't need anyone else to understand or to get it. I can be completely honest with God and say, God, I don't understand why you didn't heal my sister this side of heaven. I don't understand why we couldn't have more time together to build more special memories and to laugh together. But even though I don't understand God, I know that you are God and you are good and you are faithful and you are sovereign in all things. So I will still praise you. I will still trust you and when you kind of when you have that kind of relationship with the lord it really really helps when you're in seasons of grieving maybe you don't have a walk with the lord maybe you don't have a relationship with god then you have got to find someone that you can walk this journey out with and i would i would beg you to please consider asking jesus into your heart it was the best decision i've ever made in my entire life and The truth of the matter is, if it weren't for Jesus, I don't know where I would be today. Because even though I've had the Lord, even though he has been a faithful friend, one who sticks closer than a brother, even though he knows me and sees me and gets me and loves me, there have been some low, low points in my journey. I remember seasons of just crying. I didn't have the words to pray. I didn't know what to say, but my tears were a prayer to God. The scripture says that God captures our every tear and a bottle because they're precious to him. So if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, if you don't know how much he loves you, that he gave up his very own life to die on a cross to save you from your sin, I would love to talk to you, so just please message me, get a hold of me. But grief is a hard, hard thing. And you can't do it alone. You know in the wild when a lion is out hunting. You know which animal they go for, right? They go for the one by itself. The injured one. The weak one. The one that's away from the pack or the herd. Grief is hard enough. When you do it alone... You become an easy, easy target for the enemy. There will be tears. That's part of what makes heaven so great. It says that one day those who have trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ will spend eternity in heaven where there will be no more sorrow, no more tears, no more death, no more pain. Could you imagine such a beautiful space? But while we're here on this side of heaven, temporarily passing through on our way home to heaven there will be loss there will be brokenness there will be death there will be tears there will be uncured diseases there will be funerals but we are not as those who grieve without hope for we know the end of the story do i miss my brother peter i do I would give anything to hear his deep voice one more time. Do I miss my sister, Andrea? I do. I do. I listen to her voicemail on my phone almost daily. But I am not without hope. My hope is in Jesus Christ alone. And my hope is in his word in the end of the story that one day... I too, by God's grace, will be at home in heaven and I will stand face to face with Jesus and hopefully hear him say, well done, Tara. Well done. Welcome home. You cannot do this grief thing alone. Allow yourself to feel whatever it is you feel. Be honest with yourself. Our emotions are a gift to us from God. Someone once said that our emotions are like check engine lights in our car. They're signals to pay attention because something isn't quite right. And I don't know about you, but there is no other place, no better place, no safer place than to take all of my check engine lights to the one who knit me together in my mama's womb. The one who knows me, who calls me by name, who sees me. God is big enough for my questions. God is big enough for my tears. God is big enough for the pain. The problem isn't on God's end. The problem is not our end. Because we judge ourselves. We feel bad. We feel like somehow it's wrong to walk with the Lord, yet feel sorrowful. We don't hold space for ourselves and allow ourselves to grieve and to feel. You cannot heal until you feel. Hold space for yourself, friend. And when you get knocked down, because you will, stand back up. And get back up again and again. You have to find a way to move forward. And it will look different. Grief changes you. You're never the same. If anything, in fact, I think if you surrender all of those broken pieces to the Lord, then even though you may look different after grief, you become a beautiful mosaic of God's grace to a hurting and broken world. You then can offer the same Peace and comfort to others that you yourself have received. And that's why the enemy is so snarky and so sneaky and trying to disrupt us of the process. The enemy of your soul, he doesn't want you healed. He doesn't want you whole. He doesn't want you to have peace in the midst of the chaos. Because then what good are you to the lost dying world in which you live? You have to fight for your healing you have to fight for your peace you have to fight to surrender and surrendering and peace doesn't mean god i agree with what you've done today good job (laughs) in fact it can look like god i don't understand and i don't like how this chapter was written But I'm choosing to trust you. I'm choosing to believe that whatever the enemy meant for bad, meant for evil, you will turn it around and use it for my good and for your glory. God, help my unbelief. Help my hurting heart. If grief wasn't such a big deal, then... Why would God send His Holy Spirit, also known as the Comforter? (laughs) Many times I have prayed, God, I don't know how to let you comfort me. Would you please show me? And most of the time that looks like me sitting in a dark room and letting the tears fall. I don't need to explain. I don't need to justify. I just need to feel so that I can then heal. Friend, you are not alone in your grief journey. The very God who made you, the very God who breathes the stars into the nighttime sky and calls each one by name. He sees you. He knows you. He knows that chapters that have been full of pain, and loss, and brokenness. And I don't know how he does it. But he has promised us that for those who love him and are called according to his purpose, that he will work all things together for the good of us. We don't serve a God who doesn't understand we serve a God who not only understands but cares so deeply. Lean into him. and Maybe you've grown distant in your walk with the Lord. Reconnect today. Just be honest. Say God I, I don't know where you're at and I don't know where I am but I need you. Would you come to me? Reveal yourself to me God. Get into your word. Put on some worship music. Shift the atmosphere. Get on your knees and and humble yourself and cry out to God. And he will meet you in that place. And friend, if somehow you're listening to this podcast and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, I want you to know that he gave up his life for you. Your sins separated you from a holy God and Jesus laid down his very life to build a bridge between you and God the Father so that your sins could be forgiven and your heart of stone could be replaced with a heart of flesh. And the Bible says that if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord and repent of our sin and turn away from it, that we will be saved. Cry out to Jesus. That is your only hope. God, I lift up my friends tonight who are listening to this all around the world. God, you are a God of peace. That perfect shalom peace. You're a God of clarity and not confusion. And God, there are some listening to this who have nothing Left but tears. God, I'm convinced that you write really good stories. And I don't know how you do it. And I don't exactly understand the process. And I'm still waiting to see fruition of that in some of my chapters. But God, my my faith is stirred up knowing that you do all things well. And you do all things in love and kindness. And so, God, for whoever's listening to this, whose heart is broken, who's grieving and mourning a loss, God, would you show them in tangible ways just how near you are? Would you hold them so close to your heart, God? And help them to walk this thing out, God. I pray that you would surround them with men and women of God who would see them, And be an encouragement a source of strength to them. God, I thank you so much that Peter and Andrea are home in heaven with you. (laughs) Surrounded by your glory and worshiping with the angels night and day. Singing holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. God, I thank you that this earth is not my home but that i am just temporarily passing through guys with my god with my eyes set on a reward of heaven god thank you for the hope that we have in you that we know the end of a story and that because you have the victory we have the victory god our hearts long for heaven Jesus, we yearn for your return. Give us the grace and strength and grit needed to walk worthy and to walk faithfully in this evil, crooked world. God, use our lives to make much of yourself, to put your son Jesus on full display. Even the chapters of our lives that are broken and messy and hurt God. Use those broken pieces, God, to put the glory of Christ Jesus on display for all the world to see. And God, for anyone not for anyone listening to this podcast who doesn't have a personal relationship with you, Jesus, I pray, Father, that you would have mercy on their souls, God, that you would let the scales fall from their eyes and that this would be the day of salvation for them, God. I pray, God, that your kindness would lead them to repentance, that they would turn to you and cry out to you, the living God. Father, I love you. I thank you. I honor you. I trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, you are not alone. Stand back up. Hold space for yourself. And don't do this thing alone. Your healing and your peace is worth fighting for. God bless.